0: It's another edition of the Talking Mets podcast here on this Monday, March the 20th, 2017. Of course, you can check out the show live at com. Send me a tweet at Mike Silva Media, and you can check me out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much whatever podcasting service you desire. If I'm not on one, let me know. Let me try to get on one, and uh, we'll get it done. Anyway, uh, yes, it's Monday instead of Sunday. Uh, Mike Silva here, hoping everybody's doing great. Uh, you might ask, why didn't you do a show on Sunday? A couple of reasons. First, at about 6.30 today was the official first day of spring. And why not have a show on the first day of spring? It's a baseball show. Yeah, there's still snow on the ground if you're in the New York City area, though with the 50-something degree temperatures today, I think that'll go away soon. And doesn't necessarily feel like spring, especially when you get up in the morning and get to your car, but it is spring, so that's number one. Number two... It has been somewhat, especially the last couple of weeks, the spring has kind of gotten into that lull. I think the WBC plays a little bit into that because these guys are all scattered around. The Mets have a pretty set roster, so there's only so much you could talk about in terms of the bullpen or the last spot on the bench. So you ask yourself, okay, really, what can Mike talk about on this podcast? But there has been something, an underlining And usually what good radio, good podcast is always about concerns. It's hard to to sit here and wax poetic and do a podcast because that's not usually how this town works. Uh, And I am over and you guys know it. I mean, I don't try to overreact to anything right now because how can you? It's March. There's very little that could go disastrously wrong except for somebody being out for the year or something like that. But there is something that I've been wanting to talk about, and I wanted to talk about it pretty much a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to see how things develop, and that's Matt Harvey. And he was starting today in Lakeland against the Tigers, and I said, well, if I do a show on Sunday and I want to talk about Harvey, it really doesn't have much of a shelf life. It it, it kind of evaporates pretty quick, so let me see how he does in Lakeland. And we got the answer, and, and I don't know if I can tell you if I feel any better about Matt Harvey today or. I, I can tell you my theme or well, my comments are, are not going to be any different than they would be yesterday. Matt Harvey pitched four innings, you know, allowed three runs, struck out four. His ERA is 7.30. Uh, I mean, he has struck out about a batter per an inning so far this spring. He, he hasn't walked up any but, but two batters, but he has gotten hit hard, and he got hit a little bit hard today after a stretch where he retired about seven in a row by Detroit Tigers lineup. That, and, and I'm looking at the box score, and I don't see Miguel Cabrera. I don't see J.D. Martinez. I don't see Ian Kinsler. So this is not the Tigers' A lineup. Let's put it that way. And okay, it's spring training. What does it matter? But right now, you have to start looking at results. The season is exactly two weeks away, and the results are just not there. And you saw a lot out of Matt Harvey today, which looked like the Matt Harvey prior to the thoracic outlet syndrome surgery. Now you're hearing Dan Worthen say it's going to take him until the end of May to regain his velocity. And I do laugh because, by the way, that velocity, which is right now 94, everybody's talking like Matt Harvey's throwing 85 miles an hour. You know how many pitchers would line up to throw 94 miles an hour? Include, by the way, me. I'll line up and take that 94-mile-an-hour fastball. Now, of course, there's so much more to pitching than 94-mile-an-hour, 95-mile-an-hour fastballs. You need to have control. You need to have command. You need to be able to mix in the, the secondary pitches. Maybe that's what Matt Harvey's not doing, and I have to say, you know, in a spring training outing, especially when you're looking at uh, replays and clips and stuff, you really can't get a full feel of that. And he is working his way back, and it seems like he's working his way back to see how healthy he is. But you have to wonder, and I've been saying this for a while, that damn radar gun continues to be the devil with this organization, where all that everybody talks about, from the media on up, is the is the velocity. And if you can't get hitters out at 94 miles an hour, then you're really not a good pitcher because 94 miles an hour is plenty. Pitchers who can't get batters out at 94 usually can't command it, can't control it, they can't locate it, they don't have good secondary pitches. To me, that's not Matt Harvey. Now, Matt Harvey, who's been injured, may fall into that category. But more importantly, at this time, you have to start to really wonder if Matt Harvey is indeed – uh, worthy of a spot on the opening day roster. And I'll tell you what, I'm not sure right now, because if you go up and down the rotation, the DeGrom certainly are showing you that if they're not ready, they're pretty darn close to ready. Gazelman continues to show you that last year wasn't a fluke, again, way too early. He might be the third best pitcher in terms of performance this spring. You have Lugo and what he did in WBC against a higher level of competition. Steven Matz has done okay, and I think Steven Matz, if he stays healthy, he's always going to be – I mean, he may turn out to be the Sid Fernandez of this rotation where the the one-loss record doesn't always reflect how good he is, but I think he's always going to keep you in the game. And, And then you've got the two guys on the outside looking in, which are Zach Wheeler and Matt Harvey from a performance perspective. Now, Wheeler, you expect that he hasn't pitched in two years, and if you're going to have the innings limit of about 120 innings, he should start in the minor leagues because you don't want to waste those innings early in the year in the big league, on the big league roster, especially if he's building himself up. Remember, this is not about building up uh, arms here. This is about winning. You build up arms in the minor leagues. The games, two weeks from today, the games count, and every game should be about winning, not just throwing someone out there to get some work. And then there's Matt Harvey, and who, by all performance uh, measures, probably the worst out of all all the pitchers so far, even behind Wheeler. You've heard more positives about Wheeler and how he looks than Harvey. Now, I understand he's coming off of second surgery in in, in a couple of years, and it's it's only 12 innings, and it's the spring, and it takes pitchers some time. That's fine. So is it crazy to then say, hey, maybe you need extended spring? Maybe you need to make some starts in St. Lucie, you know, in High A or something like that. Maybe you start out uh, at some point in Vegas for a couple of games. If he's not going to regain everything back at the end of, but until the end of May, then maybe he doesn't belong in the big leagues until the end of May. Is that so crazy? That's eight weeks. Is that going to hit his ego? Sure. Does Matt Harvey? Is Matt Harvey going to be the guy that wants to see his His face plastered on a Las Vegas 51 scoreboard? No, of course not. But this isn't about his ego. This isn't about how he feels. This is about winning, and this is about putting the best 25 guys that the Mets have to offer to win a championship, to win a division, make the playoffs, and win a championship, hopefully. Not necessarily in that order, of course. I kind of jumped around on that. So what I saw today is a picture that really has to show me a lot over the next two weeks of spring training. Two starts, about thereabouts. And I don't know if you have the time to show me much. I really don't know. And you want to know something? It'd be a damn shame that if they put him in the rotation based on his name, threw a guy like Lugo in the bullpen with the minor leagues because he's Lugo, and they wind up having to either D.L. Harvey because he gets hit hard early on, or have to pull the... pull everything back and send him down to work on things because he's not ready, and, they, and they, they throw away a couple of games and they wind up losing the division by a couple of games. You're just not in a position to throw games away. Not when you have a team like the Nationals in that division, and not when, I'll be honest with you, I think the Braves, are, though I'm not, I don't think they're going to be a contender, are not going to be pushovers. I don't think the Marlins are going to be necessarily a quote-unquote contender, but they'll probably be in the wild card mix, but they'll give you a hard time. And even the Phillies, you know, the Phillies might be bad, but look, there's going to be guys on that team that are going to be looking to prove something to stay in the big leagues. They can be very, you know, tricky. So there's not going to be a lot of easy games. Anybody can beat anybody. I don't care what the, 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 the talent level is. It's baseball. It's 162 games. And certainly they can beat Matt Harvey because you saw it last year. So I hope the Mets do the right thing. I mean, it's too soon to say whether he should or should not make the trip north however i think it's going to be real hard if you're really objective and you take away the name matt harvey and put john doe on that jersey and just look at the numbers and look at the process and look at the situation how can you feel any other way at this point point? and that's where you're at with matt harvey anyway uh john delcos new york mets report is going to join me next and, and we're going to get his thoughts on matt harvey i think uh and going to the New York Mets report.com. I think you're going to see a lot of what John uh, says is in agreement with me. Uh, John will also give us some of his uh, positives and, uh, and opportunities so far with this team this spring, and then we'll get a feel of what he's going to be doing this season as he independently covers the New York Mets. So, John Delkos, friend of the show, New York Mets Report, will be joining me next as we talk about Matt Harvey. And that's really what this show is all about on this Monday evening. So, you're listening to the Talking Mets podcast. Of course, you can check out the show all the time on MetsMorizedOnline.com. Send me a tweet at Mike Silva Media and check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, pretty much whatever podcasting service you desire. Sit right, sit right there, sit tight. We'll be back with John Delkos talking Matt Harvey right after this. Hey Mets fans, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you're looking for the best, unbiased, and
1: independent coverage of the New York Mets, then look no further than MetsmerizedOnline.com. Metsmerized Online is the go-to place for comprehensive Mets coverage, including exclusive interviews, daily original articles, great weekly features, in-depth analysis, minor league reports, game-by-game breakdowns, and so much more. Find out why thousands of fans turn to Metsmerized online every day to get the latest news and opinions about the Mets. Coming from an impressive staff of the most passionate fans and skilled writers
0: ever assembled all in one place. Check it out for yourselves, Mets fans. Go to Metsmerizedonline.com right now. That's Mets, M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, online.com, and get Metsmerized today. We're back, Talking Mets podcast here, and uh, joining us is a friend of the show, John Delkos. You can follow John on Twitter, at JDelkos, also at NewYorkMetsReport.com, and John's been on the show quite a few times, and what better time to have him on, uh, other than, right after Matt Harvey's start, and uh, John recently had a nice piece about Harvey over at the New York Mets Report. John, uh, Mike Silva here. How you doing? How are you on this Monday night?
1: I'm doing fine, thanks. I'm doing fine.
0: Um, well... Interesting interesting times in Metsville, uh, John. You know, not a lot this spring to really get worried about. It's been kind of a quiet spring. I'm not sure if Matt Harvey is under the let's get worried about him, but I think it's a story that we got to start to really address, especially after today's uh, outing, which some actually, including Terry Collins, took some positives on.
1: Well, Terry Collins is always going to say that Matt Harvey pitched well. Um, the radio announcer said that Harvey pitched well as well. But here's what happened. He, he gave up a home run early. He pitched pretty decently through four innings. They went out for the fifth and got got ripped. And um, if you'll remember last year when he was coming off the thoracic surgery, um, or before he had yeah, the thoracic surgery, that um, – He ran into trouble fourth, fifth inning when all of a sudden he ran out of gas. And to me, that has to be alarming. And when the pitching coach says that it takes usually 10 months for a pitcher coming off this type of surgery to get his full strength and velocity back, and with Harvey, we won't see that until possibly mid to late May, um, that's when I wrote that perhaps they should consider... Sending him back or leaving him behind. Today, I'm not. I'm not holding. Back, I'm not uh, pulling off that. You know, if your starter can't get past the fifth inning, and he's only going to have two more starts left, then um, that's something to be concerned about.
0: Absolutely, and if you look at the box score, no Miguel Cabrera, no Ian Kinsler. I don't see J.D. Martinez in this lineup. This is not a typical Tigers lineup. And you hit the nail on the head uh, on a couple of points. First, yes, this is exactly the recipe that you saw last year before the injury where he would have a couple of good innings, and then usually around the third or the fourth inning after 60 pitches, he would fall apart. Uh, and then as far as holding him back, and what I said in the open is simple. Right now, if you had to judge on performance, you have Syndergaard and DeGrom, and then maybe even Gazelman is, is probably the third-best pitcher right now. You have Matz in there at four, and uh, Seth Lugo uh, this is, certainly deserves a spot in this rotation after what he did in the WBC. And, and it's really Zach Wheeler and Matt Harvey on the outside looking in. And in some cases, the guy who hasn't pitched in two years may be ahead of the guy that you know pitched last year, Matt Harvey. So um, right now, Matt well, Harvey may be, in terms of performance, seventh on the depth chart, if you really want to argue it.
1: Sure, absolutely. And if your goal is to bring the best team north that you can... Well, Harvey doesn't fit that description, at least not right yet. And as far as Wheeler is concerned, he doesn't fit that description. Now, Wheeler, they said that we're going to go 100 to 110 innings. Well, what exactly is that? That's nothing. You can't, can't, coming off a couple of surgeries and two years he hasn't pitched, you don't want to put Wheeler in a position where he's up and down and up and down and pitching once every – maybe once every 10 days out of the bullpen. You want him to have a regular routine, and that is as a starter. And for his case, the optimum thing would be to leave him behind, and then in late May, sometime in June, you can bring him up, and if there's room in the fifth spot in the rotation, then you plug him in there. And then he'll hit his 110 pitches or 110 innings.
0: What will be interesting is that would they actually make that tough decision? Let's say Harvey doesn't have really any kind of progress in the next two starts. Would they actually try to make him work this out at the big league level? And that's the same thing with Wheeler. The Mets are not in a position where they're in a development position. They're not just going to go out there um, and build up and, and, and compete. They're here to win a championship. They're here to win the division. And if the division is going to be razor-thin tight, which many think with the Nationals, you can't throw away a start every five days in April. No, you can't. I understand, Absolutely you, you know, cannot. I understand this day's off, and they could maybe skip them and what have you, but they really can't afford to have Matt Harvey figure this thing out in the big leagues. And, and I hope that that's something that they're really serious about if things don't progress in the next couple of weeks.
1: Well, I hope they are serious about it. And quite honestly, Mike, I, I doubt they will be. I don't know if... Sandy Alderson will make that tough decision. And um, they've they've gone out of their way to bend over backwards to please Matt Harvey in the past. And um, I can see them doing the same thing again now. In the best interest of their team, they need to have Harvey in as good a health as possible. And that means, for now, leaving behind extended spring training and let him work up his strength, and let him work his mechanics. Because right now, when you're not at full strength, the thing that goes first are your mechanics. And when your mechanics go, then something else comes back to hurt you. Uh, Maybe he has an unnatural motion. Maybe he's trying to overcompensate. And the next thing you know, his elbow is hurting again, or his shoulder is hurting again, or something else is hurting again. Matt Harvey right now, I, I don't know what his ERA is after today. You know, it,
0: yeah, over seven. Over seven.
1: Well, it was seven eight eight going into the game, so I'm, I'm got, I have to assume it went up a little bit. But if your ERA is about eight runs a game, you're not helping your team. And I, I know you know about spring training, and the, the numbers don't matter, and they really don't. But what the numbers are is a barometer of performance, and right now his performance is subpar.
0: And you got to wonder, I laugh when people talk about velocity, and I understand his velocity is down, but 94 is plenty to get hitters out. Right now it's got to be command, location, and for whatever reason he's not able to trick anybody with his secondary pitches. you got to wonder if it's pitch selection, because if you're telling me Matt Harvey can't get hitters out with 94 miles an hour, there is a line of pitchers in the minor leagues and the big leagues that will kill for that. You know oh, that sure. and I know
1: that. Well, and this is a I'll guy who's, who's
0: who's who's compromised. By the way, this is not a healthy guy right now.
1: Well, Wharton, the pitching coach says whatever's velocity is now, you in couple mi- you know, in May it should go up two miles an hour. Well, if it's ninety two now or ninety four now, that means it'll be up to ninety five in 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 mid May or beginning of June. Well, that's fine. We can live with that. And of the three. Velocity, location, and command, or, 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 excuse me, velocity, location, and movement, that, you know, darting back and forth and whatever, those are the three most important things for a pitcher. And of the three, velocity ranks third. Now, Harvey is talking, oh, I'll be throwing in the high 90s again. Well, what Harvey doesn't understand is that we don't need him to throw in the high 90s. We need him to command his pitches. Command his secondary pitches. Have his fastball have movement so it hits the um, outside corner and you know doesn't drift out out into the other batter's box or hang across the mill. We need his his ball, his fastball, such that it is to have some movement, to have some bite on it. That's where he'll be the most effective. And the fact that he's not doing that now tells me. And you're right, his secondary pitches uh, aren't aren't that good. That means he's having problems, and he needs to get these things ironed out.
0: Two weeks before the season, and by the way, we have with us uh, John Delcos, New York Mets report. Two weeks before the season starts, um, what else do you see other than Harvey that you're keeping your eye on that may be a bit concerning? Within uh, reason, of course. I mean, it, you know, we tend to overreact to everything these days. But what else is concerning you about this team now that we're we're almost there? We're almost at the starting gate.
1: Sure, um well I wrote today about the the remaining issues with two weeks to go, and because um, today is two weeks from opening day um, they still haven't had much of a structured bullpen. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we're still waiting on a suspension from fami- unfamiliar uh, um Addison Reed has not p- pitched well in the closer role. I mean he's going to be the closer, but he hasn't pitched well in spring training um, so those are two things. Um, Rafael Montero has, has been a positive, but um, Josh Moker hasn't been that, w- that well. Um, Hansel Robus remains an enigma. I don't know what they're ever going to get anything out of him, and um, their bullpen composition is, is 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 suspect. Salas just got into camp from the visa problem. They kind they were counting on him for a lot, and. What he's going to be, we don't know what what he's thrown in the last last four weeks while he was waiting to get on the plane. That's an issue. Um, So we have the starting rotation is an issue with Harvey. Um, We have, um, well, Jay Bruce now has a bad hit because he was taking ground balls at first. So Bruce is the first base backup is is, is, uh, probably on hold for a while. And um, with that, you know, Lucas Stewart has been hitting the ball well, but still he had to take cortisone injections earlier in the spring. We don't know how he's gonna he's gonna feel. So I would say first base is is is, is an issue. Um, we don't know about the outfield alignment. What's going to happen yet? Um, what are they going to do with Conforto? What are they going to do with Nemo? Um, I like I like Conforto. I, I I was on record at the beginning saying that a Conforto should be a starter and you know that was before they signed Cespedes, and that was the argument i made you know you know let let Cespedes, you know let him walk um and then um find a place for uh, a Conforto but you know the outfield alignment is something that that is is concerning to me i don't know what they're going to do uh we know that um they're not going to get be able to trade Bruce they're not going to be able to trade Granderson at least not right now and um, so that's that's an issue, and um, you know there, there, there's a uh, several things that you know Jose Re- Reyes, the super sub. Well, geez, Jose Reyes hasn't been camp all all spring because he's with the WBC. Well, we we know he can play shortstop, and he he pitched or played well at third base last year. But if they want to move him to second, if something happens to Walker. We don't know if he can play second right now. So there's a lot of numeral, numerous things that that are are concerning. Um, one of the things about um, Bruce that bothers me is that, <coughs> excuse me, Mike. It was not until recently they would start. He was got into a game at first base. Well, if you were making noise that this guy is going to be your backup, well, you should have given him time earlier in camp. Why? force feed him the position right now and that's when he gets hurt, that's when he has a problems feeling uh, his hip reacts to fielding all the grounders, and so I, I don't like how they handle that um, I, I don't like how they've done numerous things, but um, they um, they're, they're not ready to start the season and if, if the season starts now, they're not ready and I don't think they can turn it around in two weeks they're going to open the season with several issues
0: I mean, they're going to have to play into that, and some teams do. And, but you're right; uh, you, you make some good points there. Uh, you also uh, a couple of days ago pointed out there are some things to like about the Mets, uh, uh, namely uh, Syndergaard and, and and Degrom, obviously, and even Stephen Matz as well. Uh, so you know, not give a, give not a, a, to, give us an a idea total, of some of the positives of, of what you've I'm seen I'm not a so total.
1: Far. I'm not a total ogre. Mike, I think <laughs> everything. But, um, I think Travis Darno has had a good spring. Um, I think that's, that's throws are a problem. A, a
0: huge... the, throw, the throws are concerning with uh, with Darnold. Right, Bath, but Bath. you know,
1: I can I can live with that, at least at the start. If he's going to be hitting 280, he's had a, he's hitting three, 300 this spring. Um, I like the fact that you know. Okay, we all know Cespedes can hit the ball a mile, but when I wrote this a couple of days ago, he only had two strikeouts and 31 at bats. So his his uh, Swing selection and his discipline at the plate has been good. So I like that about Cespedes. Uh, I like the fact that um, Neil Walker has, has responded and, and is healthy. I like the fact that, um, you know, I made a comment about Duda, that, you know, there's reason to be wary of him. But, you know, at least he's not break, broken down so far. So those are all, those are all positive things. Um, you know, Conforto's hitting. I like the fact that he's going to make the Mets have a tough decision to make at the um um at the uh, start of the season and you know maybe they'll leave him behind or, or in the in the minors or maybe they'll 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 bring him up but what I don't want for Conforto is is um is for him to um, I don't want Conforto to be brought up here if he's gonna sit on the bench and he's gonna get one at bat once every Seven or eight games. I don't want that. I want I want Conforto to get some consistent bets so he's not wasted on the bench. And and for that to happen, and this is another thing we haven't seen uh, from from the Mets yet, um, I meaning Collins or, or Alderson, is we haven't seen any kind of alignment schedule that if um, Conforto makes the team, um, that you know that we're going to structure the outfield this way and, 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 you know, they're going to get steady at bats, you know, four or five deep. Well, maybe they have that. If Conforto makes the team, if they announce it, that Conforto makes the team and they announce a a plan, a play, a a playing pan, a playing pan, a playing plan, then that's, that, that's fine. That's, that's good. Um, But still they need to have some sort of format. You know, you have, um, Neil Walker has come off a back back surgery, and, and we don't know how often he's going to need rest. We don't know how often Duda's going to need rest. So the plan to use the bench, and they do have a good bench. That's a, another thing to be really positive about. Their bench is, is the best that Collins has had, potentially. But we don't see any kind of, any kind of structure of how they're going to use that bench. And that's something I, I would like to see from Collins.
0: Uh, one last thing, John, before we wrap up. Uh, who has been maybe one or two players that have really stood out as far as a surprise that you didn't expect them to play well this spring? Uh, for me, you know, I, I throw out, you know, Ben Rowan and Paul Seawold, a couple of non-roster invitees, pitchers seem to, you know, have some potential, especially uh, Rowan is, uh, you know, Chad Bradford clone. Obviously Lugo uh, is another name that, uh, that stands out there. Uh, you know, anybody that you wouldn't have expected to have, a decent spring that all of a sudden you're watching him. So, you know, there's there's something there that you know you weren't expecting.
1: Well, I was I was hopeful, and I wasn't counting on it. I was hopeful that we'd we'd see something really constructive and positive from um, um, Travis Darno, and uh, we've gotten that. So I, I can't see I was counting on it, but I'm, I was hoping for it. I was also hoping for um for Conforto to um and I I'm naming you guys that are probably gonna make the team. Uh but I was hoping that you know, that Conforto would not be overwhelmed or would not be bothered by the fact that he may not make the, the roster and that he 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 would just put all this stuff behind him and, and play and he's done that. Nimo has had a good spring. I really like what you know what, what he's done, and um, those are those are basically yeah, Um Seawald, you mentioned him, and, and um, he he's 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 been he's been good, and so he, there's some a positive thing to see from there. Uh, so um, that's 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 uh, a, a, another thing. So um, I don't know. Are they a ninety win team? I don't know yet, but. Uh, there is the, reason, the, the, opti- re- reason to be opti- optimistic.
0: So the, the site is New York Mets Report. What else do you have coming up that you want the listeners to know about? Uh, you know, you've been covering the Mets uh, now independently for a while. Uh, obviously, you, you know, you you come on the show, and we always appreciate it. What what can they look for from you in the next couple of weeks and into the season? Anything going on that you want them to, uh, to know about?
1: Well, I'm going to have some things at the start of the season. Um, I'm going to have some um, – I'm going to try to structure the structure the the, the site from a historical perspective, and do do, do more history oriented pieces. Um, you know, lists. Um, go back and talk to guys that used to play on the team. You know, where are they now? That type of thing. And uh, you know, uh, this day in Mets history, because um, I I can't imagine being a Mets fan and not being interested in in the in team history and you know I don't think there's a whole lot of sites out there that really delve into the history as deeply as they they possibly could so that's one thing that I'm going to try to do um, you may or may not have known that um I was seriously injured a few years ago and I don't get around as well as I used to so I'm not going to be able to get out to city field 80 times a year uh, I I am going to try to get out there as often as I can and and, and do some feature-oriented work and that type of thing. So I will be out there, and, and I will be trying to bring a um, bring a um, kind of a new new angle to to uh, what I what I've done in the past, and, and try to keep it up.
0: Well, we always appreciate you coming on. Be well. Um, hopefully, you feel you're going to be feeling better. and We are looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark, and we'll definitely have you on again as the season progresses. And uh, well, you can sure have we'll me get... on
1: anytime you want, Michael. You're always, talking
0: you're you. always, yeah, always for sure. And um, you know, we'll see. I think we're going to get some answers to those questions that we talked about today pretty soon. So be well, John. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk soon.
1: Thank you, Michael. You have a great evening.
0: That's uh, John Delcos. You can check him out on Twitter at new dot com. So very interesting uh, things to say. He's uh, a little bit more pessimistic about the Mets than I am, but I got to agree with him. 110% on Harvey, where I'm going to be watching him very closely over the next couple of starts. And even if he progresses, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to start him in some kind of extended spring. You know, This is about winning. This isn't about developing players. And the division with that is going to be tight. The difference between a playing in game and, and getting an opportunity to play a five-game series uh, could be one or two games. And do you want to look back and say, you know, if you only had held Harvey back, and he got clobbered in those first couple of starts. You know, it could have been a little bit different. So, anyway, a uh, little bit of a different show. We decided, decided to push it off, like I said in the open, because of the fact that today's the first day of spring. That was kind of cool, I thought. But more importantly, because Matt Harvey's start, and, I, and I, I didn't want I wanted to talk about Harvey, but I figured it would go stale, and today would give us a, a better angle. And I, and I certainly think I accomplished that goal. But anyway. Want to thank everybody for tuning in. Of course, I want to thank John Delcos again. You can check him out on Twitter at J and at the New York Mets Report. You can check me out all the time at, at Mike Silva Media, and you can check out the show at MetsBorisOnline.com all the time. Of course, I'm also on iTunes, SoundCloud, pretty much whatever podcasting service you desire. If I'm not on one, let me know. I'm your host, Mike Silva. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back on our regular spot on Sunday. Till then, take care.